This is the rogue Anthony Gangone, and you're listening to the regular season podcast. Zinga. Hello, you already know who it is. It is that bitch, okay? Letty La Loca. And you're listening to the regular season sportscast. Holy crap! This message is brought to you by WWE Hall of Famer Ron Simmons. You're listening to TRSS Sportscast. And if you're not, I got one word for you. What's up, guys? Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. Today's is one of those days where alcoholic tendencies, my alcoholic tendencies tends to come to the surface sometimes, and today seems to be one of those days in which, booyah, something has written to the surface. Oh no! Yeah, uh, in, case, in case some of you guys don't know, when I record the regular season sportscast, TRSS, TRSSpodcast.com. Whenever I record, I do it in one or two ways. I either do it in segments in which I'll do it one part here, one part the next day, and so forth, and just plug everything in piece by piece, or I'll do a one straight shot. So that's how, that's why sometimes you hear the show and sometimes my voice is one way, one, you know, my voice could be deeper, lower, higher, whatever the case, drunk, uh, hungover, whatever. But in certain instances as well, when I'll do the straight shot, which I'll record the show straight through, you could tell that my voice is getting hoarse and, 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 and rough and coarse during the show because it's just rapid fire of speaking. And I always tell you guys, I, I want to see if you guys are able to speak for two and a half hours straight without any pausing or, or, or limited amount of, of, Let's say liquids to keep the throat quenched. If that's the way you're going to put it out there. No pause on that either. But today is one of those days that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down the show in segments. So for this week, it's a Saturday morning. I just came out of work. In case for you guys who are new to TRSS podcast, shout out to you guys who gave episode 55 a straight run of downloads i mean i was told by super by, by 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 the superman himself the man at the helm mr rich at rageworks.net that um trss episode 55 uh don't play if you don't have the balls jumped out very early with downloads high numbers of downloads and thank you guys for 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 being a part of that you guys are dope for for getting a part of that. i want I, i'm hoping it I'm hoping it tied into the to the um the very ballsy video that was on the regular season sportscast Facebook page on during our our visit to House of Glories All or Nothing. Hope that tied to that. So I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. But as I said, if you guys are new to this, uh, many of you guys already may know that uh, I work 
I'm from New York City. The show comes out of New York City, and I work for a New York City hospital. I work in the psychiatric field. I'm a behavior health associate, which means basically I'm just a dean of psych patients. You know, pop, shit pops off, crises happen. I'm their front line, and I, you know, I, I've come to the realization that I created a shirt and a moniker of King of Talk Style for the podcast but in actuality it's basically my whole livelihood anyway because that's what the fuck i do for a career like uh, oh no yeah like really it just um it just dawned on me that that's exactly what i do so i whenever there's a crisis i have to go in and de-escalate the situation talk my way out of you know talk, talk to patients to take their medications or uh, alleviate their frustrations and yada 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 but uh hello hello i'm i'm trying to gain some type of balance with this life because it could get frustrating and it could be stressful because you know sometimes you have to get physical when patients are not getting talked down or de-escalating or just basically not calming the fuck down that's what i basically want to say and it, it can be stressful. And today is just one of those days that it was one of those stressful days. So it's Saturday morning. Just got out of work. And this is why I say my alcoholic ways has risen to the surface. And I'm having a few beers. Fucking bullshit. So I said, fuck it. Let's put the mics on and let's just start talking. And with that being said, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the regular season sportscast. I am your host, Jay the Red Santi. I'm the guy behind the driver's seat. I've been doing it for about now it's fifty six episodes deep. And uh it's been fun. It's been it's been one hell of a ride. It it's been it's been fantastic. I've 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 won some, I've lost some, but at the end of the day, in my heart I'm still a champion. I gotta copyright that shit. That shit's actually kinda cool. Oh, shut up. So, once again, I want to thank you guys for being a part of the Regular Season Sportscast. Be sure you check us out on our Facebook page. That's the Regular Season Sportscast. Numbers are growing. Then, for you guys who saw the Balls Out video at House of Glory, you guys are sick bastards. And... Be sure you check us out on Instagram at Regular Season Sportscast, as well as on Twitter at RWJ Santi, the YouTube page, the Regular Season Sportscast. Things are coming down the line soon, so I know it's been a little slow, but there's more reviews that's about to come down. Just trying to come together. More reviews, more previews, more 10 count. 10 count will be making a return really, really soon. I'm just trying to come up with, you know, stuff to correlate with the seasons that's, uh, that's approaching, basketball as well. And I want to get a little, a little bit more of the TRSS fans. Uh, get their perspective of what they want it counted down so you'll be seeing a a a poll on that on the regular season sportscast facebook page also big shout out to rageworks.net everything geeky everything sporty everything poppy everything artsy check out rageworks.net and shop make sure you shop there as well for all rageworks.net apparel TRSS has a new shirt up there. Make sure you check that one out. Arrive, live the gimmick, and leave. 
that's what you basically got to do. So check that out at t uh, the rageworks.net forward slash shop. So basically, like I said, we're culminating to the ending of the baseball season. Shout out to Met Fan Matt, who is in his wedful bliss. The Mets are at this point looking to lock in that final spot in uh, the, the wild card. We're going to be hearing some stuff from him with that. Yankees, sorry, you guys have been eliminated. Fuck it. And, um, yeah, I know you Yankee fans will fucking hate me, but who cares? Fuck it. Be sure you guys check out the final episode of TRS's Overtime, Views from the 536 with Matt Fan Matt. He'll be giving a general overview of the season as well as the upcoming playoff that's are coming our way from the MLB. Do not despair because on the YouTube page, we'll be seeing some weekly video snippets of Matt Famat discussing what he his thoughts of the week of the playoffs and the World Series. So be sure you guys check that out. That's coming up really, really soon. Shout out to him because he's been really, really putting in some consistent work. He, I know the young man's been juggling uh, his first year of college and, you know, being being a kid and a young adult. It's, it's, it's a struggle and such. And I understand where he comes from. He's also, he's all, he's also employed as well. So, you know, for him to juggle this and then do all his other things, it's, it's an, it's a great accomplishment. So I want to thank him. Shout out to Rondo as well, who was in the last episode of Terrible Tabloid. You guys turned out a remarkable episode. I got nothing but great, great feedback about that. It looks like the chemistry is gelling. And what do you know? We got a couple of haters. Couple haters. Yeah, we might, we might have a couple, but that's all right. We, we push through, we power on through. So for my opening salvo this week, basically just want to talk about what's been going on the past week or so with developments with basically Rageworks and everything in a whole, trying to get some stuff together with not only this show. If you guys don't know, basically the pipeline for TRSS stuff is my makeshift studio, which is the dining room, you guys see photos of it or a video when I do the live feed interviews on Facebook. It's just basically a makeshift fucking studio. I got mics connected to a dining room table, my computers, you know, all this shit is up. But also coming out of here, we have Call Me When It's Over with your girl's favorite artist, Josie's Boy. And, you know, you can get that at callmewhenitsover.com. Episode, episodes are every week. Make sure you guys check it out. Dope shit all the time. And also trying to culminate an extension of Turnbuckle Tabloid on its own. Trying to get Matt Fan Matt and Rondo to do their own thing separately. So I don't have to put so much weight and time on this show. You know, because the show's been running about two hours, especially with the NFL season. It fluctuates because, you know, at the end of the season, you get the shows are minimized but that's when i try to throw a lot of interviews in and that's the other thing that i want to do i'm trying to get as much interviews as possible got interviews lined up for this episode as well and i and that's that's where my bread and butter i want it to be at i want it to be where i'm sitting there doing one-to-one uh or or, or collectively with with individuals discussing whatever like i just i, I always feel the element there and it's always fun and i usually get Really, really great feedback and a lot of a, a a ton of individuals who download those interview segments. Recently had Zach, Zachary Snow in, lead official for House of Glory. 
once again another episode in which you guys were 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 enjoying. So that's that's just basically the sense of where I want TRSS to start gearing to. Turnbuckle tabloid. I love my wrestling stuff, and I'm continuing. I'm going to continue to do it on the show, but I'm trying not to do so much. Maybe cut a segment or two out just to give it to Medfan Man and Rondo. Also got some other stuff planned out for them. But in any case, so yeah, it's been it's been it's been it's been a crazy week, man. We got MLB closing out. Football is now in full swing. There's NBA moves and uh, camps are starting to open up. This is the the hard NHL season. Preseason is starting up as well. This is this is the heart of the, nigger, the, the, the nitty gritty of sports, dudes. This is where this is where it gets lit at, man. And and I, this is where it gets exciting too, because you know I want there's so much things I wanted to do when when just on my downtime like i really really wanted to have my own downtime to where i want to play my video games if you guys haven't seen the setup that we have here in the crib it's like i have two tvs in the living room i have one for the game and i have one so i can watch the sports any other uh tv shows and such which is like another thing that i really really need to catch up on like all my tv series and movies and shit like that but it's just that it's so tough and you're juggling and then you know, being a single father now, you know, having to spend time with, with super producer Selly, making sure that she's set, which basically all you pretty much have to do with her is just give her attention for a few minutes or so, and then she's right on YouTube. <laughs> Parents, you know, if you come on, you already know this. It used to be the TV that's the babysitter, not anymore. YouTube is now like, it's the ultimate. Kids playing with toys. When your kids should be playing with toys is like, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm never going to understand that. But in any case, the big thing that I really want to get into is the esports, the competitive video gaming. I want to get into that. I want to, I, I, I really, really need to start watching a lot more videos pertaining to that. Being a big gamer growing up, this is something that I've always wanted to be a part of as a, as a young adult as a teenager as a you know as a kid to be able to play others and i used to be really good too like when when i have like shit called um responsibilities that's all i wanted to do was to to play video games so i really want to get into esports i know that tbs has a show pertaining to that also uh the cw does that so i'm I'm gonna start looking more into that and i want to bring some of that content to here as well because i think that's competitive and I think that's a sport. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna get you guys feedback on that as well. So yeah. So this episode we got a we got a bunch 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 of shit going down. The list is still growing. Uh, got got Josh Gordon is back into rehab. Got some got some talk about that. Uh, more cowboy issues. Seems like they can't get away from the popo. Yeah, no motherfuckers out is out of their minds over there. Uh, with the passing of Jose Fernandez for the Marlins, it pretty much overshadowed the fact that we lost a great a legend in the in the golf world. Uh, we'll touch up on that as well. And uh, I got a good one for this week's rants. I posted a uh, a poll on the regular season sportscast page for um, pertaining to sports and relationships. Just basically, this is something. I found interesting, and uh, I'll discuss that when we get back. You know, I'm gonna have you guys uh, 
listen to some soothing, soothing sounds. I'm going to put an oldie but goodie out there. So for you wrestling fans, especially what's going on right now. New York City, you guys, whew, when you're in the wrestling world, we're about to get it stirred up again. That's going to be touched up on Turnbuckle Tabloid as well as uh, Bound for Glory, Ring of Honor. Incident that occurred with a WWE talent agent. Gonna talk about that as well. And a bunch of other shit. So, and I'm gonna hit the clock on myself as well when it comes to Rolls review, SmackDown review, and everything else on Turbocal Tabloid. So, give us a minute. Gonna ease your ears and give you soothing sounds. Hold up. Are you ready for the new way of loving? And listening to music that you've probably heard of before, but never heard it quite like this. But get ready because with Valentine's Day approaching, you'll be wanting to listen to music sung by your friend and ours, Leticia. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Coming to you on iTunes and on any bootleg corner store. You can get Letty's love songs. Letty brings you songs from the 90s and the new millennium. Songs such as Forever Letty. Forever Letizia. I am your dream. I'm holding you close. I'm keeping you warm. Because I am Letty. I'll roll blunts for you if you want me to And I'll roll them tight, baby, smoke through the night I'll roll blunts for you when you want me to And I will puff it all if you tell me to Bitch Letty also brings to you other classics such as We don't even talk anymore Fuck you, bitch We don't even know what we argue about Don't even say I love you no more Fuck you, bitch Baby, how we feel is no longer allowed Stupid You're Card. You took all the food stamps that I got with it. You went and took all the stuff where I got my cigarettes, motherfucker. I can't even smoke the other day because you took all my Lucy's and everything, you motherfucker. Get the fuck out of my house. Now, Leticia also brings to you more contemporary songs. Songs you may know, such as... If I got locked away, boosting clothes at Macy's. Tell me honestly, would you have bail for me? I ain't even gonna sing. This is my fucking song. Pass my 40. I'm gonna jam to this shit. Go, go. That's my boo right there. That's Chris Brown. Hey, baby. Hi. One more. Letty loves you. Letty brings you everything in this all-collective CD. You can also download it on iTunes. And, once again, be in love again. Wait, sorry. No, Letty, please put that knife down. Please, you don't have to... Motherfucker, get out of here. 
give me the mic. Listen, I do my own fucking commercial, okay? Listen, you better fucking get this, all right? This fucking album is the shit. I'm telling you right now, I got like 14 tracks, blazing shit. I got fucking Rapper Life on there. I got Misery. It's going to be crazy. I'm telling you, I got seven kids, no baby fathers. I got to feed them. They all want Xbox 12s, and they all want to get Jordans, all the fly shit, because I only wear Jordans. They don't get shit, all right? So you can get it on iTunes. You can get it at RageWorks.net. And if you want, I'll come to your crib, and I'll sell you the bootleg hooked up, all right? Y'all better get my shit for real, world up. I'm not playing with y'all. I'll cut you fucking deep. Letty loves you and have a happy Valentine's Day, okay? Stop crying like a bitch, I ain't cut you that deep. This commercial was brought to you by the regular season sportscast. Hey, babies, this is James Mattern. You're listening to the regular season sportscast, baby. I said baby a lot, but it's good for you. This week's rant. I don't think this week's rant I would put. I would put it under as a rant per se. I think I'll put it more under as like a question or a thought or somewhat of a I don't know a a situational process of 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 what our life when it comes to relationships is I'm I'm trying to sound philosophical but in in real reality it's just what what the fuck would you do? That's basically what it is. Like it's just basically what would you do? Maybe an editorial. Well, any case. So, I recently had a conversation with Josie's boy on Call Me When It's Over. I believe it was a few episodes back. Check it out at Call Me When It's Over. Call Me When It's Over dot com. I believe it was about two episodes ago, and the discussion was: Would you date someone who was? In was into the things that you were into fully or you guys shared the same kind of lifestyle or creativity and such for example me being a podcaster would I be able to date someone who is a podcaster like me now in that scenario I would say yeah but what would if what if we were podcasting the same subject matter? What if we both diehard sports fans or diehard wrestling fans? You know, that gets a little bit tricky. You got to think about that for a second. That gets a little bit tricky because you really got to put in perspective of how much committedness comes to your relationship and your hobbies and you got to come you got you you really got to sit down and bear down and think about what kind of lane you guys are in now i've seen some couples out there especially on facebook who are very very chummy chummy and buddy buddy on i don't know if they're selling to the world that that's what their relationship is i don't know if they're they're actually really committed to doing that or is one person trying to in, invite the other person in so it could seem as though that they're doing something collectively or uh, let me let me give you an example I, I i saw a couple that on facebook they do uh they play in a co-ed softball league 
Okay. Uh, that's cute, I guess. I I I I don't know if I can do that. I'm not I'm not sure if whether I can do that because, like I said, there has to be some type of I don't know. There has to be some type some type of separation. Like for instance, like uh, if we played on softball leagues, like maybe you can play in the women's league. I'll play with the guys, but to be in a co-ed league, it's like um, I don't know. I it, that might that that sounds like something that might cause some fucking problems for real. Can you imagine you come home and it's like you should have fucking slide? Why the fuck you didn't slide? You crying like a bitch and your ass didn't slide. And that's the girl telling the guy, <laughs> like seriously, like that's you got to think about shit like that. That it, that could cause conflict elsewhere. For instance, I mentioned earlier about video games and such, and I know a lot of couples who, especially nowadays, the younger generation they come up. And they're gamer couples. They they each have, you know, their consoles, or they play with the same console, and they're both, you know, getting on Call of Duty, doing it up together, and it's it's they're both going back and forth, doing doing you know, getting whatever amount of kills or overwatching it up, or whatever case maybe. But at the end of the day, it's like there's some things that you might I don't I don't know if that that that, that that could be another thing too. Like, I, I could be at fault because, you know, my 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 former my past relationship, you know, my my ex and I, we we shared some qualities that we we basically you know, we 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 had some type of uh, joint ventures that we enjoy. Like, we used to you know buy collectibles. We bought toys and you know kept them in the box. We had. You know, uh, action figures, or we would go to you know certain events in which we can buy like a Comic Con and shit like that, and we'll we'll get shirts and stuff like that. We would geek out like that. It's cool because that's something I think that you could do separately. And man, you should see the shit that I offloaded Oof. after the fucking separation and the breakup. Jesus Christ, I think I cried more about the fucking stuff I had to give her than just the breakup itself. Yeah, that's another episode. But another thing is that we shared is that we both enjoy wrestling. Now, the difference being is that I'm a diehard wrestling fan, like over the top. I'm a facts and, you know, I'm a guy that likes to fucking, I know I, I have to do it not only for the, for the podcast, but I also do it because that's what I did. Like I used to read dirt sheets and shit like that. So I know about everything else. And she was a I would say a casual wrestling fan, but she enjoyed it. You know, I I, I opened her up to the indie scene. I, I opened her up to other promotions like Ring of Honor, to TNA, and stuff like that. But she still didn't do what I did. Like it wasn't she wasn't like diehard. Like go and fucking find out that you know Eddie Guerrero's daughter is a wrestler and she dates. Uh, um, one of the guys from the tag team. Oh, I can't. Oh, the Vaude Villain. Sorry, it almost escaped. Let, let the Cronus kick in. Yeah, from dating the Vaude. Like she didn't go deep like that. Like I do that. So I, I pose that question: Can you guys get into a relationship with a woman that's like 
into the same shit like you are. Like, I don't know if I could be in a relationship with a woman who's a big football fan like I am. Like, and then have, she, she's, she, she's a fan of an opposing team. Like, I'm a Giants fan and she, I, I'm dating a Cowboys fan. This should be insane. It's like, your fucking team sucks. Fuck you. That's why your team fucking, all your niggas ain't doing shit. They can't fucking score. They do nothing. And that's her talking to me. That's, that, that'll be weird. I have a friend of mine, my homegirl. She's a she's a sports fan. She's a she's a Patriots fan. As, as a matter of fact, I spoke about her before. She actually won our fantasy football league last year, and she's into the same thing. Like she's into comic books, stuff like that, and all that. But I can't like even if she you know wanted all this hotness that I am because it's like I am basically you know the the equivalent of. Uh, 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 Andrew Linking from fucking The Walking Dead, like I'm that sexy. Uh, but I don't think that like I can date someone like that. It's just it's excessive. Like there's certain I don't know, with me there's certain things that I I still want to have like a, a, a notch over them. You know, if you're into certain TV shows, I hey that's cool because I'm I can I gotta catch up to that, but. When it comes to engaging stuff that I like, uh, to be a, a a real big sports fan, it'll be cool. Like we, we we both watch the game, and you're like, "Oh shit, they should have threw the ball." And uh, that, that's that's cool. But like, if you're real die hard, I, I don't know. That'll be a little bit weird. So, yeah, voice your opinions on on regular season sportscast Facebook page. I want to hear what you guys think because I, I to me. I see some people who get into relationships and, you know, you always hear the back and forth of, well, you know, you didn't want to teach me about basketball or you didn't want to teach me uh, about uh, how to play uh, that Grand Theft Auto game. I think it's because certain aspects you want to keep separate. I don't know. Like I couldn't, I couldn't have a, a a gamer girl in which we same the same console. I'm like, no, you got to go play your games in the next room. You can't play the same. You can't be on the same console as me. No, no, go over there. Nah, fuck that. I can't have that. So yeah, uh, you know, I don't know. I might be crazy. So just, 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 just hit me up on on Facebook and see and tell me what your thoughts are because I I, I don't know. A lot of you guys, shout out to you guys who. Who participated in the poll anyway? Most of you guys agree. You guys said yes. You would date somebody who would share the same interests that you did, which I commend you guys. But I'm not quite sure if you guys actually have been in relationships like that. I'm not sure if you you're, you you've been a part of it. Maybe you're. It's a wishful thinking aspect about it. We have eight guys who actually said they would they would enjoy it. Uh, shout out to my boy Angel, Alias, Cousin Blues up there, Met Fan Matt, Big Mike, Rich, who's, I know Rich, he and his wife are collectively, same thing with Angel, he and his wife collectively do things together. So they have, uh, they have that background with that. My boy Terry and my boy Will, I, I, I commend you guys, but can you really be in a relationship with a woman who can go up to you and, have a conversation about basketball and then at the end of the day 
might be right with what they're saying. I don't know. Sometimes the male ego kicks in. Hey guys, this is Drew Galloway, and you're listening to the podcast called TRSS. Live the gimmick. This week's rants. Starting off this week's rants, gotta kick off Josh Gordon, Cleveland Browns wide receiver, will be going back into rehab. Seems as the young man has a Still has his demons that he has to battle and came at the opportune time when he was about to get off his four game suspension. Uh, it's unfortunate, but it's also a very, very positive outlook because at least he understands that at this point in time, football is not his highest priority right now. What is his highest priority is the fact that he needs to get well and get better. So good luck to him and hope that all goes well for him. And on the other side of that, Odell Bell uh, Beckham Jr. does not look like he's enjoying himself with football anymore. Seems as though the young man has lost his smile. <laughs> oh, sorry, Odell. But basically, he's not connecting the way that he has been in previous seasons. Seems as though that he's not as effective as a wide receiver. So the blame goes to everybody else. But. Odell himself. So, um, yeah, we hope you work through these issues, Mr. Odell Beckham. And God, we hope you could find your smile again. Seems as though there's a big, big issue brewing in New York State. The Athletic Commission has uh, proposing some changes into their licensing to promoters and such. And the hit seems to be going really, really large with independent wrestling commercial, uh, companies. Excuse me. Seems as though that, uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's, it's, it, it seems to be formulated with MMA now coming to New York State, but now they're making some modifications in which will hit the indie scene harder. For instance, there's some mods. That may or may not affect a lot of the indie promotions, but it's going to hit them in the pockets for sure. Number one, you have to be you have to ensure that there's an ambulance on site. They already have on their licensing the mandate that there is a doctor on the scene for any promotion. But now promoters are now going to have the ambulance on site. And that could be pretty expensive. Let me tell you, I, I that used to be one of my jobs when I worked at the hospital. I used to do transportation. I used to set up and I know how billing is. And I have some connections with certain companies still to this day in New York City. And I tell you, it can get expensive for about three hours for a ambulance to sit on a site. And and three hours is being being lenient because some shows could actually run for four. That could be upwards to anything between seven hundred to a thousand dollars, you know, because they, they do charge by the hour, depending on what company you, you're, you're going with. So also. It seems as though that the, 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 the commission is not too keen on heel wrestlers. It seems as though that now heel wrestlers are prohibited from making threats to audience members, gestures that intend physical violence, and other means in which a heel wrestler, which is a bad guy, would have to go over with. So... 
that's going to be tough for promoters to get over bad guys. And bad guys are really going to have to start working extra hard. It sucks because we have some really, really good, talented heels, especially in the New York City area. Uh, King of New York, E.C. Negro, Danny DeMonto, shout out to him. Uh, get well soon, brother. He took a really bad bad spill the other the other the other past the the past weekend and you know uh, uh, joey janela countless count you know gangone anthony gangone plays a heel very well you know you got a lot of these guys ken broadway who who play the heel role and now they really going to be basically handcuffed so yeah it's a shame now the heels are really going to have to go and go the extra mile and either find a way to Get the the character, the gimmicks over, or basically will be just a face on face promotional type city. It's just insane. Also, no more tables matches. They're taking tables matches out. I, that, that's that's just one. That's one of the things. And the big thing was, which I think that a lot of uh, of, uh, of of promoters are are not too concerned about, but it will be thinning the herd of. How can I say fake promoters or fake promotions where there you know promoters who do have a license will not be allowed to rent or loan their license to other promoters so they can run shows. Everything has to be strictly down the line. And if you don't have a promoter's license, you can't run a show. So good luck with that one. But there is a petition online. You can go to petition.org. Search uh, uh, New York City Indie Wrestling. Search uh, New York State Athletic Commission Indie Wrestling. And you can sign a petition if you feel as though that these changes might fuck up your local promotions, I guess. So reach out to that. Support Indie Wrestling, guys. It's, 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 it's looking kind of bad over there. Seas <laughs> and Alamo. Floyd Mayweather is just pretty much a dick, honestly. You know, with all that's going on, you know, Kim and 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 Kanye being robbed recently in Paris, Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather just finds another way to show his niggerisms. I'm sorry, he's ignorant. You might get offended by it, but whatever. He's very ignorant and he's a nigger. I'm sorry, he's just he he is. Once again, out there flashing money, showing his uh, on 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 social media that he could just drop a, a stack of million. Just like that, it's very it's it's tacky. It's very tacky, very lowbrow. I don't care how rich you are, it's just very corny. But you know, some people embellish the corniness and think it's fly, and it really isn't. It's just it's just nonsense. So yeah, I thought I would just drop a gem on it because really, I I just hate to see ignorant shit like that. It's very like I said, very niggerish. It needs, needs to cut that shit out. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. We also have a. Wow, this is a I'm trying to keep everything together because it's been a couple of weeks. Oh, MLB playoffs are starting this week. Sorry about that. Yeah, I'm just going through. You understand? I get a. I have a book, and it's just a list of things that I'm trying to get quickly out there, make an opinion boom, and kept running. So this is the kind of things that I do. So the MLB playoffs are starting this week. And by the time you hear this. One team that's already advancing to the division series is the Toronto Blue Jays. They defeated the Baltimore Orioles in extra innings with a smashing home run by Encarnacion. So congratulations to Toronto. 
the New York Mets will be playing the San Francisco Giants to get their way in to the NLDS. So we're going to be on the lookout for that. Met fan Matt will be covering the rest of the series via his podcast as well as a quick blurb on the YouTube pages at the regular season sportscast. We'll be on the lookout for that for Met fan Matt and his baseball analysis. And sadly, we lost a number, another member of the sports community, overshadowing the untimely death of Marlins pitcher Jose Fernandez. We lost a great one in the golfing world, Arnold Palmer, a, a, a legend, a legend in the golf world, passed away at the age of 87 at his home in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The man was is the giant in golf and is recognized as probably the greatest ever in the sport. Started professionally in 1954. The man retired at, at, uh, in 2006, which is amazing. He has 95 professional wins. PGA tour. He had 72 wings was the fifth of all time. One, Two European tours, won the PGA Tour in Australia, championship tours. He won 10. He won the Masters as uh, four times. Won the U.S. Open once. It, it, his, his career, he's been a, he's a golf hall, hall of famer since 1974. Countless, countless, illustrious, illustrious wins. Can you imagine the bank that he made? You know, not only from golfing, but he also had video games. He he had his his you know golf golf uh his his, his supplies his 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 equipment uh, all that. it's it's just a world. It, 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 it's 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 funny because you know you 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 hear about the Jack Nicholases the 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 Tiger Woods. But Arnold Palmer was a guy who was recognized by the golfing community as a legend of his time and a gentleman amongst gentlemen. So once again, we salute you, Arnold Palmer. Enjoy tea time in heaven. All right, that'll wrap up this week's talking sports and shit. It's going to lead us to NFL preview and review, and also our fun time with Sally and I make our picks. So be on the lookout for that coming down LA. And also make sure you check everything out on rageworks.net, trsspodcast.com, and yeah, we'll be back. The regular season sports cast.
daddy. He thinks she's funny. It's game time with Jay and Sally. Collaborating both on the both of all things this week. We putting together the NFL reviews and previews this week. Got myself in the building in here with super producer Sally. Hey. What's going on, my dear? So this week we got the NFL picks, previews, and of course, game time with Jay Sully. I gotta understand, I, I, I want you to understand something. If anybody who has kids out there, you, it, there comes a time and an age where your child just starts asking questions. I mean, the most random <laughs> questions. questions out of like left field. And it actually, it actually makes you think. Because now you have to go in the well to start thinking about stuff in your past life or what's going on now. It's more like a therapeutic session with an eight, nine, ten year old. So, for example, here's a question, Dad. Um. So, in how would you feel in Halloween if you, if there was a person that was actually using a real knife or anything that's real? And very scary. Do you see how? You see how intricate these questions can be. Interesting. Very interesting. Very and very poised. How would I feel if somebody was actually using a real kitchen utensil at, on Halloween to, I guess, what attack people? Like maybe like a like, like, like an axe, people? like a real axe. Yeah. To scare people. How would yeah. I feel? Yeah. Well, for the most part, a lot of people would would most likely uh, they would get police called on them that is true in my case someone may actually get the crap beaten out of them or, <laughs> or probably worse <laughs> real <laughs> things like that <laughs> yeah you have any <laughs> other questions before we move on um this is this is i tell you this is every day <laughs> <laughs> this is every day um, how would you feel it if aj well AJ, if you don't know engineer, aj the dog the give dog. him a shout out because his birthday was this week yeah Seven year old, my seven year old, right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I wonder feel if he actually, in this age, had little, little puppies. Well, that would be impossible because he's a boy, so he's not having. <laughs> no, any I mean poop. like, I mean like, if one of his friends. Oh, one of his lady friends. If AJ would have any puppies right now, it would be like if I had puppies right <laughs> now. It would be weird and old. It would just be like, a weird like, thing. Yeah, 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 and yeah. AJ wouldn't know, wouldn't understand how to deal with fatherhood, seeing as though he's never had kids before. I bet he'll be. So yeah, like, it's kind of like me. It would be weird. I wouldn't know until you were born. I wouldn't know how it feel because I didn't have kids before. Oh. All right, guys. So this past week, we had some ups and some downs for our picks this week. Let's get some run. Let's get some quick run throughs. So last week, once again, Matt Fat Matt took the lead. He came in with riding high in first place. He left week four at eight and seven. I left week four at seven and eight. And Sully took up the rear, and she left at five and ten. So you know this was the start of a bye week. Wait, 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 wait. Am I in second place? Well, this is how the overall standings mean, oh. how everything collectively oh, I'm in. So overall, overall collectively, uh, Matt Fan Matt is in first at 38 and 25. And you and I are tied at oh. 30. So, 
yes, you are my child. Pretty much. Pretty much. But we still have a long season to go. So let's So, to start off, Thursday's game, we have the Cardinals versus the 49ers, and you took... The Cardinals! It's funny because I took the Cardinals as well. For It's going to be tough because, although Carson Palmer may not play due to a concussion, it seems as though that the 49ers, 49ers were they're still struggling in some areas. They took a tough loss against the Cowboys this past week. And I still think the Cardinals are going to be able to prevail even though they are going into San Fran. We had the Sunday to 1 o'clock. We have the Texans versus the Vikings, and you took? The Vikings. I took the Vikings as well. Sam Bradford is playing one hell of a game after a big win against the Giants this past week. The Vikings are still riding high, even without a strong running game, running presence. They are still finding ways for their defense to keep them in games. We have the Bears versus the Colts, and you took the Colts. I am taking the Colts as well, although the Bears were able to sneak one out uh, the previous week or so. I'm still looking at a Colts team that is driving and finding a way to win, and the Bears are still shaky to me. We have the Jets versus the Steelers, and you took the You're taking the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick is still struggling behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, Their their receiving core is looking a bit anemic. I am taking the Steelers. Big Ben is riding on a wave. and They're starting to get some key weapons to be coming back soon. So I'm taking the Steelers in this game. We have the other 1 o'clock game. We have the Titans versus the Dolphins. And you took... I took the Titans as well. No reason special. Just want to take them. Although the Dolphins still still a good team. They're not getting the credit that they they deserve right now. But as of now, I'm looking at them to be one of those teams that they're looking to fall apart sooner than later. We have the Eagles versus the Lions. And you took the Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles as well. They're coming back from a bye week. I think this is going to help them get stronger. Uh, Carson Wentz is actually looking really, really strong. He's a rookie quarterback that's, that's basically gotten a well fit in that position. We have the Patriots versus the Browns, and you took the Patriots. Big Tom Brady comes back this week. Patriots are three and one. Took a tough loss last week, but that's okay. They were really, really shy. At the quarterback position. Hold on a second. I think I heard something coming up. Did you hear it? So as I said, big Tom Brady comes back this week and this should keep him in full. And the Browns are basically the brown that you see in the toilet bowl. We got the Ravens. Ver- I know. <laughs> We got the Ravens versus the Redskins, and you took. 
Ravens. I'm taking the Ravens as well. The Redskins are coming in two and two. Once again, you never know what Redskins you are going to get. They're coming in at two and two. The Ravens are battling for the AFC North. And it looks as though they're not looking to back down. Although they had a tough loss, they're still in contention to be dominant in that division. We have the Falcons versus the Broncos, and you're taking the Broncos. The Broncos aren't a bag pit. They're coming off four and zero, looking very, very strong. Defense is keeping them in the games. Also, they're looking stronger than ever. People didn't have them uh, to look very, very much in the contender role since they lost. Hall of Fame quarterback and the backup as well, but they're proving everybody wrong. But I am taking the. What did I take? Oh, I took. I'm over here juggling two people. <laughs> I'm taking the Falcons. The Falcons actually looked very, very decent this past week. They also are getting some key components. Julio Jones playing big man game. He had an excellent, excellent week in fantasy football. Falcons are 3-1 and one in the NFC South and looking to hold strong in that position because everybody else is falling by the wayside. We have the Bengals versus the Cowboys and you took... You're taking the Cowboys. You got to speak loud on the mic, my dear. You took the Cowboys. I'm taking the Bengals. The Cowboys are playing very, very strong ball. The 3-1 and one behind the rookie running back and a rookie quarterback. They had a big win against San Francisco. The Both these individuals are looking poised. Des Bryant is still iffy, but the Cowboys are still able to stay in games and win. I am taking the Bengals because the Bengals seem to be the team that finds a way to beat strong contending teams. They're 2-2, two and two, also in a dogfight in the AFC North. Got the Chargers versus the Raiders, and you took... Raiders. I'm taking the Raiders as well. I'm loving the Raiders. I've been I've been riding with the Raiders quietly for the past couple of years. I love the play of Derek Carr as well as Armani Cooper. Crabtree had a humongous game last week. I am so upset because I did not have him in my fantasy my fantasy football. See, that's what happens. Oh, that's what happens when you're playing fantasy football and you don't do your scouting report before game time. That's Brian was in my lineup. Whoops. And, yeah, let's just say I took a dump in my fantasy football league this way. Yes, I took a dump. We had the Buffalo Bills versus the St. Louis Rams. Excuse me, the L.A. Rams. Hello. (laughs) Buffalo Bills versus the L.A. Rams, and you took? The Rams. I'm taking the Rams as well. Surprisingly, the Rams are looking very, very strong in their division. They're 3-1. and Gurley's playing a one hell of a, 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 a backfield game. It's funny because the Bills are wanting to play contender, but I think they're looking like pretenders. They're coming in at 2-2. Two and two. They better not hope the Patriots get really red hot over. They may not be able to catch them. We have the Giants versus the Packers, and you took... The Giants. As much as I love the Giants, I, I cannot, cannot stress the fact that Eli is looking like the Eli of old, which is not a good thing. He's looking like Eli and not elite. Odell Beckham is crying that he's not loving football nowadays. They got to start giving Eli some time. 
Give him some space. And Jesus, that kid at cornerback for the Giants is terrible. Giants haven't had a secondary in years. We really, really, really need to be work. We need to work on that 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 defensive back. Real. And we also have. So unfortunately, I am going with the Packers this week. I'm sorry, but yes, the Giants will not be winning this week. I'm sorry. I'm, I just, I know, I, I should have told you before. <laughs> and finally, we got the Buccaneers and the Panthers, and you are going with the Panthers. Panthers are coming in limping at one and three. Cam Newton is dealing with concussion issues. Buccaneers is the same way. It's one of those, and it's a Monday night game. It's like uh, who the pick, uh, the turd or the the poop. So I am going to go with the poop. You take the Buccaneers. I'll, I'll take the Buccaneers. You're taking the Panthers. And that's our picks for the week. All right, cut that out. <laughs> so any, any, anything else? Anybody else you want to shout out this week? Yeah. No? Nobody? Uh-uh. Nobody at all? No. <laughs> you don't want to give a shout out to your four-legged brother? I know. I did. No more? Uh-uh. Okay. Any plans for this weekend? Oh, this weekend is Comic-Con. Yeah. We're getting dressed up? Yeah. What are we doing to set up as? A comic book. A comic book character? Uh-huh. Just your own comic book character? Yes. Do you have a name for your comic book character? Yeah. What is it? Magic. <laughs> Magic. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So... That was this week's picks. Is the NFL? Uh, yeah, we're gonna be out of here. We'll give you guys a rundown of what happened at Com- we'll let y'all know what happened at Comic Con next week, and um, hopefully we get some cool stuff. That's what I'm going for. I'm just gonna go shopping. I'm gonna go pick up some. <laughs> I, I want collectibles. That's what wow. I'm going for. So that was our segment of. She loves daddy. He thinks she's funny. It's game time with Jay and Sally. Say goodbye, Sally. Bye. So, uh, what's new? <laughs> What, 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 what have you been up to? Like, um, got a little heavier. We went. Have, have we gone shopping lately? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, uh, seems as seems as though you, uh, you you've brought some apparel over. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. It's mine, so I might as well show it off, right? You, yeah, you, yeah. It's pretty much yours, uh, and and you, you you got it in timely fashion. Yes, less than two minutes. <laughs> uh, that in, very impressive, I must say. Very impressive. I think so. Did um, when a moment like that occurs, mm-hmm. first of all, you 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 run into the you run into the building, and um, how did you get past security? <laughs> There's not much over there. Uh, <laughs> That's most not a people good don't thing. do their jobs at House of Glory shows, <laughs> except that one guy, I guess. That one guy. That one guy that has a. Has a problem apparently with uh, fans and our megaphones and taking pictures and all that. But other than that, not much security over there. I I, I can see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because as we all seen the video, your video got what um ten thousand views. Wow. Well, uh, that's eleven thousand. Something like that. That's 
that's that's astounding. Mm-hmm. See, my my measly um testicle video at House of Glory got fifteen hundred views. Yours was like <laughs> that goes to show you what what goes over nowadays. Yeah. Uh, and it was at a it was at a fanfare. It, it was funny because when when it occurred, of course, I loved it. Like I said, I've always been a fan of yours. For you guys who don't know by now, we got the rogue one himself. Mr. Anthony Gangone. I mean, the guy is now known as House of Glory's first Grand Slam champ. And um, what's more, what's more significant to you now? Is it being the House of Glory champion or the Grand Slam itself? Like, what's, what do you think is the most significant thing for you? Um, I guess I would say probably, probably the Grand Slam. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's it, it. I mean, it's been a long road coming for you. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen you, you know, early on. We we spoke when you were let, when you were last here. You spoke about uh, you're coming up. Got your first booking what, uh, six months into the game, right? Correct. And for you to take it to where we at nowadays, that I mean, accomplishment up, up uh, above, you know, above the means of which people didn't think that you can do stuff like this because you you know you're you're not the biggest of the biggest. No, but I mean, I don't know why anyone would doubt me. <laughs> so, like, from the very beginning, I've made an impact, especially in House of Glory. So, anything was—I mean, I was the greatest uh, champion. Period. When right. I had the Elite Championship. Right. I had like six or seven defenses before even the first House of Glory show. The Elite Championship, the elite not championship, not the not Grand the Stupid name, Crown the Crown Jewel. <laughs> I don't even know. Why they would allow that to be a name, but I want to—I I think I want to thank you more for changing the name when you had the belt for that than winning this this accomplishment yep. here. <laughs> but when when you're going through the motions and you're knowing that you're you're at the precipice cause for me because you have been in probably the most elite of all angles in 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 indie wrestling to in the modern day you know you, and you, and i'm talking about any of you everyone that you've been with with uh brian excel uh the ken broadway situation and now with you basically robbing and stealing of <laughs> some would say <laughs> some would say some, some would say that. but it's all to you i think it was all to you i was i was the world champion at house of glory way before i took the title right so you didn't need the belt. No. no. I mean, I made the elite title. I mean, what was Smiley doing with the world title? Nothing. What was mm. EC3 doing? Making jokes right. as champion. So I'm going to be the first legitimate champion outside of House of Glory. I'm going to do it. So Some may, some may say that um, the, 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 you were, I guess the phrase would be ultimate opportunist. That's what it would be. Ultimate opportunist. That's what it would be. Heist. Century, <laughs> I like that one. That one. I like that one. So. That's actually that's actually the one I, I might want to run with from now on. The heist of the century. <laughs> did you um? Did you already had an intent going in? Because I know you you were trolling for a little bit. You were telling people you were in certain places. I think I ever heard that you were in Alaska or something like that. Uh, I said Florida, Miami, but um, you know, uh, I lost the match in August, unfortunately. Mm. Thanks, Leroy Green. And, <laughs> you know, my House of Glory contract or whatever you want to call it was I lost. So then I had to be gone. But I right. still had the world title contract. Right. So that supersedes it. So I came, cashed in my contract, and I left. I'm not part of there. So Smart, man. I mean, you basically um, 
you basically took advantage of a situation. Yeah. And as well as you should. Mm-hmm. Now, now we have the belt. Yes. And you're you're basically gone rogue but to go with the name now, now have you taken the belt on tour yet uh, i've i've taken it uh i've taken it this past sunday to beyond wrestling so that was the first stop was, that i kind of uh showed it off was there a big reception for that <laughs> yeah. like, did they bring out like champagne and stuff uh, not exactly <laughs> not exactly uh, the crowd over there don't particularly like our group or the crusade for change but uh you know. Which, by the way, I think is a really I I I love the the idea, the concept. I I I like to say you have a big you have a big following of of members. Mm-hmm. You got Marconi over there and such, which I got to get him in here sooner or later. This guy got to come in. And how do you come up? How do you come up with a formulation of that like that group? Who like how is it that you you put the pieces together for the, the crusade? Well, the crusade was created by uh, initially it was. Uh, Mr. Darius Carter. Mr. Um, and from that, um, he teamed with TJ Marconi at the initial stages of Beyond Wrestling. And then TJ came back to Beyond and they kind of started the uh, crusade for change. And Danny Only came in, uh, mm. who's um, a veteran. And he was with them for a little bit. And then the Minutemen came in. Right. And then... The last final piece was myself because since I have joined, we've been ten and zero undefeated. I have never lost on a main show at Beyond Wrestling. Yet. So, so I see. I think you guys are actually running rough shot over there. Exactly. And um, there, there seems to be some, from what I what I've read, that there's uh, some uh, unhappiness with certain individuals there because you guys are that dominant. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, is there going to be any type of? Uh, you know, payback from from the from the locker room, and maybe find a way to take you guys out. Do you get any sense of feeling that somebody might be coming for you for for you guys? I mean, they could try, uh, but I think we've proven this entire year that it doesn't matter. I mean, we were in there in the ring with with legends like Dan Moff and Homicide and B Boy and um, Eddie Kingston, and they couldn't take us out. So you think those guys who've actually had to fight their entire life? in the wrestling business couldn't take us out. Do you think anybody out out at the beyond in the beyond roster would be able to do that? I don't think so. Right. And you guys like I said, real 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 strong, real real, real got a just got a humongous stable over there. Anybody Are we gonna see that coming through and um maybe make pay a visit to House of Glory? Maybe? Uh, I mean <laughs> first House of Glory has to make sure that I'm on the show's period. Oh. So I mean, maybe oh, if that gets settled, are we going to see an, uh, maybe maybe some type of um, contract negotiations? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm <laughs> Since not you're holding I'm, the belt hostage. I'm not. I'm not going to be like. Apparently, they announced that I was going to be there to discuss what happened <clears> the <throat> October show, and I messaged them, and I even wrote that I'm not going to be there. So you could have Zack Saber Jr. You could have uh, who else do they have? Uh, Trevor Lee. You could have uh, Cody Rhodes. You could have Matt Riddle. But the one thing you're not going to have is the world title. <laughs> the, so. the belt won't be in yeah, attendance that night. Be there. Uh, can 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 the belt buy a ticket and maybe sit front row? Oh no, front row's already sold out. So sold no, they out. can't, they can't yeah. sit front row. Well, third row. Well, yeah, maybe yeah. third row. Maybe maybe it could be a bathroom attendant. Maybe mm, maybe <laughs> maybe it could be in there. Make sure you tip. 
<laughs> and for I, you know, I said it jokingly. I was like, we, we, I, "You message me," and I'm like, "Okay, great." I'm like, and I'm in my mind, the wheels are turning. I was like, "Shit, gang, go and hit me up." And, and, and by the way, I got to tell you, your episode is probably one of the most downloaded episodes of this show that's ever has. It's like, and even to this day, I look at the charts on on iTunes and stuff, and it's still at the top ten for the for here. I tell uh, you and. um and Brian excels that uh-huh. that are go neck and also also shout out to Hank. Hank is always like a it's it's, it's a character when he comes yeah, here. He's a character. But I and my my wheels are turning. And I'm sitting here going like, what 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 can we do to spice this up? And plus, since I know you're on the tour, I I asked Gango and I said, um, can you bring can you bring the bell? And he's like, sure. I you know I said it in jest. And it's here. I actually want to give it a beer or something like yeah. I wanted to, I want to put a beer next to it, but you know, the whole God thing might throw it yeah, off, it but <laughs> it might not be, it might be not a happy thing to do right now. So now since that you have the belt, now do you walk around the house like draped one way, like you're cooking, do you wear it or, uh, <laughs> or is that just I a mean, little, is that a little weird? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but I definitely have my eye on it though. <laughs> I don't know who's going to pop up. You never know who will pop yeah. up. Yeah. And, um, now that you have it, have has anybody reached out to you, like other promotions to say, hey, you know, bring it over here? Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, I did, I did the Beyond thing, and um, in a week, roughly a week, I'm doing a EPWE Underground, and I'm actually defending the title against a former House of Glory champion and Smiley. Really? Yeah. So my first uh, defense, as of right now, unless something happens this weekend, mm. is going to be against Smiley. Whoa! Yeah. So yeah. So the the the, it's going to hit the circuit. The belt is going to hit the circuit. I don't think um, House of Glory management is a is going to be pleased, especially now that it's in TRS's studios and it's going to be seeing other promotions. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do 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 you see maybe now the backlash coming from the HOG locker room? Do do you sense it? I don't know. I don't talk to him. I I did. I took the title. I left. Didn't talk to anybody. Mm. And that's it. It, it. That's yeah. That is going rogue, pretty much. You yeah. are you are going rogue. So how's it been? You haven't been in the TRS studios for for a year. I've seen that you're getting tons of. I mean, bookings after bookings, man. Yeah, you know, congratulations to you. Thank you. It's, it's a it's a it's a great accomplishment accomplishment to see you doing that. But with that. Does the body start getting, you know, do you start feeling the fatigue yet? Like, does it start wearing you down yet? I mean, I, this past month I suffered a knee injury uh, doing a, I did CZW Dojo Wars for the first time. Mm-hmm. I faced their um, their uh, champion, in, uh, Frankie uh, Picard, mm-hmm. in a two out of three falls match. And uh, unfortunately he beat me, but I actually got injured in my knee, so I decided... Uh, to take a few weeks off, but other than that, I feel pretty good. Did um to do a CZW match? It's like it's you're 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 getting you know you're you're feeling you're getting on that ladder of going you know to the, the next tier in mm-hmm. your wrestling with uh who knows what'll be the next card. You've been in the ring with some guys who've already gotten to the to the main show, the main mm-hmm. roster. You was in there with uh, Perkins. Uh, uh, again, go, um, um, Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does it, like, when you see these guys make it when they get the big show, what, you know, what does it tell you? What was, what is your testament? Like, how, how do you feel? Like, 
um, I think the best way to describe that would be that there's hope mm-hmm. for guys like myself. Right. And, you know, I feel like when I was in the ring with those guys, I proved to the fans that I deserve to be in there. It's not just because someone happened to put me in there. Right. It's like, oh, whatever, I sold tickets. Right. Put me in there. No, I, we had, especially with Gargano, we had a pretty um, good match for the fans to enjoy. I, I gotta be honest, I wasn't a fan of that. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of that, man. I, lo- I wanted, I, you know what it was? I expected, to me, mm-hmm. I thought it was gonna be like way over. Like, I wanted it to be way, I wanted that steal the show night, night. Have you ever felt the same way too that you've gone into a match that you didn't feel it should have been better? Uh, I mean, that's almost every night, but, um, yeah, I've been in that situation. Yeah, because I could say that when I've seen you in the match, like there hasn't been, it's only been a rare few that I sat there and I watched your your your, your matches and I go, man, the, the Gargano one, I was like, oh, I wanted a little bit more from that match. Like it could have went over. But what did you take that match last? Was it a last minute match? Wasn't he supposed to? Uh, um, Perkins was the Perkins last was the last minute match, yeah. right? Right. Because Perkins was supposed to face Red. Red that night, but Red got hurt, right? And so they put me in there. Yeah, you're in there, and like I said, for you to take a match last minute like that, that's got to take your whole, you know, your whole adrenaline level, your whole mind process to another level. How do you prepare for stuff like that? Um, I mean, I there's nothing in the ring that could happen that I'm not prepared for. I mean, um, after breaking my ankle and wrestling 20 more minutes, should I really be afraid of anything? Right. Not really. Right. I mean, I get, unless I get dropped on my neck. But other than that, there's really nothing I'm not prepared for. I mean, if I can continue to wrestle 20 minutes after I broke my ankle, then I'm not really scared of anything. It's like um, this past weekend we saw uh, one of the House of Glory alumni, Danny DeMonto, take a really bad uh, spill. You know, he broke his femur and stuff, and you know, get well soon to him. He's uh, he's like I've always said, he's probably one of my best, greatest heels in indie wrestling. Uh, it, when you hear stuff like that, does that go through? You know, does it does it make you second guess certain things that you do in the ring? Um, it hasn't. I mean, for me, my my injuries really haven't changed anything about me because I only know one speed. So, and um, you know, I hope uh, Danny gets better really soon because i've worked with him uh on a few occasions uh, not necessarily in the ring but uh, backstage stuff so right. so i hope he gets better soon but i mean for someone like me maybe 10 years from now my answer would be different right. but i don't only know one speed i wrestle every single match the same exact way and i and you wrestled in some i mean some brutal i mean your recent one with uh with ken broadway was like probably in a packed house was that the biggest Oh, uh, crowd that you you've ever wrestled? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How 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 was the energy for you there for that? That's like even for me being a spectator, I, I was in awe. I was walking around. I was like, "This is amazing! You guys are having a house packed like this." I mean, I was pretty confident in my abilities that night, and I mean, I didn't know the exact number until afterwards that there were over a thousand one hundred people in there, so. Um, and then, you know, they get that kind of reaction to that match. And then especially afterwards, where the crowd is li- literally chanting only to me, NXT. Right. Which kind of, you know, it feels good. Oh, as yeah, I was about to say, you know you love that. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> so. You know, that was, but it, then it, it was, I mean, 
the 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 match itself, you know, the clips that they were showing on on Facebook and stuff had over you know five thousand views itself. You know, you know, big humongous moments in that match. Great storytelling and and probably you know probably the best. Not for you, but the best you know the best finish that we've seen in House of Glory for the longest time. Were you ready to do your swan song? Were you ready to say I'm out of here? I'm done. Um, pretty much. Um, I mean this this title situation, I it wasn't decided until literally I was in the car, kind of thing. So it's not like I this was something that was planned forever. Because um, it, it wasn't. Um, that was legit going to be my last night there, and then I kind of thought about it, and then this kind of situation came. So you basically had the mask and trunk already. <laughs> you had the mask. I, and have, <laughs> I mean, other than the fans constantly stealing my mask, <laughs> I have about ten in the trunk. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Because you'll get it for you if you want. Sure, I do, of course. Just sign it, and it'll go right on. It'll, it'll yeah. go on the mountain right there. It'll be it, it'll be treasured as all <laughs> my other stuff here. It, and like I said, probably if not one of you're one of my favorite wrestlers coming out of House of Glory. Do you get like a lot of love, even as you know, a, a, in your darkest way? Do you get a lot of fanfare f- and love from from the, the fans out there? Do they, you know, die? and you being not such an, you know, because you, you, you honestly, you said it before on the show, you're very introverted. Mm-hmm. I, are you? Do you receive? Are you able to be to uh, receive? You know, praise well from others, or uh, do I receive it well? Yeah, can you? I like, mean, do you know ex- how to like acknowledge? I'll, like, I'll accept it, but I mean. <laughs> In a in a way, it's it's very uh, flattering, uh, and but at the same time, I don't put all my uh, eggs in one basket when it comes. To, if someone says I'm the greatest wrestler in the world, that's nice. I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Oh, yeah. Although maybe I should. But, I, I mean, I mean, thing. especially with that, so yeah. maybe I should. Yeah, that's, it, <laughs> it should I be. Mean, one. I beat EC3 and Brian Cage, so. Yes, two two massive behemoths. Yeah, you were able to <laughs> in two minutes. All little five foot nine men. <laughs> and you 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 being the the constant the, the constant professional that you are the constant. Now this happens. Mm-hmm. You you you're now you know going rogue. I guess like we mentioned, and you're doing this stuff. Do you see like you know do you do do you see that in your mind that I can go other places. I could. I could. I don't. I don't have to be at House of Glory. I can be somewhere else. I. 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 I could maybe you know go be more of a regular at CZW stuff like that. Do you? Do, do, do you think I mean, that way? I, I think it's very, very possible in the next coming months that I would get some sort of opportunity, possibly on a main show for CZW. But absolutely, I'm absolutely think that i can go other places besides house of glory because i'm doing it right now so grant you're the grand slam champion yes you basically for you guys don't know what a grand slam champion is let me inform you gangone himself has won the tag team titles you were with janela when you won them mm-hmm. you won the crown jewel which you've changed to the elite which is yeah. a much better name much brian better. please do us a favor which is now the crown jewel lahayam uh ken broway and now you're the house of glory champion out of all the belts like out of winning what was the biggest moment for you um the biggest yeah what was the biggest moment of winning your championships uh, out, out of the three 
I mean, I guess it, it would have to be uh, the House of Glory World Title, just because it's more. It was more than just a match. It was more than just a moment. It's a lot of stuff backstage and and personal stuff that was involved in this. So. Uh, this win was more than just a wrestling win. It was a win all around for me. Right. And you say you said stuff backstage. Like, is there? Was there rumblings of saying that you know Gangon has to be out of here? Like, you're you're stifling other talent. Maybe you're no, you're, you're, you're putting the shine too much on yourself. What, no. Was it? Was it putting the shine too much on myself? Would would be ridiculous because if the crowd chance for me and i'm one of the most over people on that roster right and they decide what actually goes on right um as far as the stuff there was never anything professional going on uh that was an issue necessarily there's plenty of stuff i don't agree with mm. that goes on there but that's would be with any company for any employee whatever but um you know there's there's personal things that went on in in that company between myself and them and um you know this is this is the outcome now. Yeah. Oh. So now, and and it, like I said once again, it's here. Ha. And what? what where? Did, like I said, we, we we take it on tour now. Well, hopefully, hopefully it has. Maybe it could sit next, and maybe it could sit by the bar at <laughs> at uh, October twenty first. Mm-hmm. Uh, House of Glories, October twenty first. Uh, unbreakable. It's it's a big lineup. You have like it, it's Cody Rose. You have Michael Elgin. You have it's it's a tons. It's a big lineup. New York City Arena. Make sure you guys check out the website hogwrestling.net. Who's not going to be there is Anthony Gangone and the belt. That's who's not going to be there. Make sure you check it out. First row has already been sold out. Make sure you check out hog dot hogwrestling dot net. Also check them out on the Facebook page on the event page as well. Uh, you guys who've been watching on the live stream, yeah, we we got the go now. If you want to catch the rest of this episode, it's going to be um, this, this week's episode. I had to bump somebody. Sorry, my apologies, but the rogue one is in the building, so he. he, he I'm I'm sorry, but he takes precedence on this one. So be sure you check it out. TRSSpodcast.com. This week's episode. Make sure you check us out. Um, laters. So now that we cut the Facebook live stream, now they have to um, basically they have to do the work and listen to the rest. These days, like I said, we took the wear and tear. What's going on with your with, with your with your bookings and stuff? Is there a time that you look back and you say, "I can't, I can't go this week. I can't go tonight." It's like I'm really, it, it's it's been exhausting, you know, because you're a professional man as well, outside the ring. It, it, is there a time that you say, "I can't, I can't do this tonight"? Well, I mean, there's only this past month I had to pull out of a few shows because of the knee injury, but I mean, other than that, I've always pretty much kept my commitments, other than injuries or. Um, there was one issue once uh, someone I knew got into a very serious car accident and I had to miss one show out of the two shows that I had that day. Right. But other than that, no, I'm, I'm pretty, I've always kept my commitments. That's a, that's a good thing. That's how I say professional up and straight up and now. Is it hard to schedule professional life with your professional indie World, your indie wrestling, your your professional wrestling world. Is it like is because with me, I do a silly podcast, and I have my also my my personal life with my child and work and other, and that's that could be 
a headache. But to, you know, bookings is usually on the weekends, and that's usually a time where you could, you know, relax, stretch out. Has it been a, a struggle to balance both worlds? Not really. I mean, I really only have to care about myself, so. Hey. I don't have a, a necessarily no significant others. No, nothing. No, no, no one exists. It's just me. Is it? Is, is, the world is, revolves around me. <laughs> so. Is it more comfortable for you that way? Is it? Is is that done purposely? I mean, it's not. It's not done purposely. It's just. It is what it is, right? Yeah, because I, 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 whenever I get you know, wrestlers who come in, I always want to get a little bit more than just the typical, you know, wrestling stories i want to i want to know what's the background personally as well because i know it could be a struggle when you when you're when you're dealing with your personal life and probably maintaining relationships and i know sometimes there's a distance mm-hmm. for instance i i have had a hank in here hank will talk about his relationship and stuff and it's also a thing where hank is a character <laughs> yeah no i guess he'll talk to anybody about his relationship <laughs> <laughs> i love that guy but like i said i do you feel that if an opportunity comes when you can have maybe somewhat of a personal life, do you do you feel that you can open a door or you just want to keep it to the side? Uh, I mean, wrestling has affected uh, my personal life, um, but it's not. Hmm, what's the best way to say this? I, I, it really, I think some people may have it harder than than I do. So right. it, it really doesn't affect it too much. And you're a fairly, you're a fairly, you're, you're a young man still. You still I have a young man. You're, you're Everyone young thinks man. I'm like 33 or something. But yeah, I mean, I'm actually 24. So yeah, you come up very, very mature, very, yes. very. I've vintage. seen some stuff. <laughs> You've seen some things. Yes, <laughs> but with, with that as well, that helps with your growth as well. Does that also play out as Anthony Gangone? Does it play out as your persona in the ring? Is is does 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 your do you take personal traits and bring it to your 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 persona? I mean, Anthony Gangone, uh, real life and wrestling life is pretty much the same guy. If anything, I might be more intense in real life than I am in my wrestling life. So I kind of have to put that more into my wrestling life now. Really? Yeah. Because you seem so like calm on the surface it must be like like how the ocean is like calm on the surface and there's like so much activity going on yes. underwater yes that's very true yeah and do you also take like certain traits from like if you see any of the characters like from television and movies and stuff like that because i could see like a certain quentin tarantino-esque type of character model with with mm-hmm. with you in a ring you know just especially when you have these hardcore matches the debauchery that goes on do, yeah. do you also like borrow elements from people uh, here and there i mean everything every medium is is a source of inspiration so especially i mean obviously we do the, i do the crusade for change and that obviously had to come not only from real life i mean news you know when um all that stuff was happening on the news a couple of years ago with uh, Anonymous and right. all that. I mean, it's still happening now, but it was a little bit more prevalent earlier. And then uh, V for Vendetta and Alan Moore books and all that stuff. So. Yeah. And when you when you were putting together, you know, this 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 life, did you know four or five years ago that? You know, this is this is what I got to do. Right? This is what I, uh, you know, regardless of what I have to do. D- did you automatically plan? Listen, if you know, if an injury occurs, whatever, I got to have a plan B. I mean, 
uh, I actually have a degree, so I guess I do have a plan B. Right. But I never thought when I first started or even earlier, but before that, I never thought that I would actually finish college or or whatever the case was. But I did finish, and so I do have a plan B if this doesn't work out, but it wasn't – it was done by accident, really. Right. I just studied and did my stuff, and I happened to get a degree out of it. And your degrees in sociology, which is I this that's I to be honest I that's I've always admired those degrees. I actually wanted to get a degree in sociology. I ended up doing in um uh, communications and 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 um human uh, human resources and stuff. But sociology is just a, it, it, I guess it goes with your personality as well because I I've heard stories about you. You're very you're very like for your age. You're very in tune to what's going on. When you're building matches again, do you also like try to relate that kind of and convey your your understanding, your ring work to other wrestlers and such? Uh, I mean, I definitely have influences from other wrestlers, but um, you know, when it comes to my matches, I try to make sure that they tell a story and. Um, you know, a lot of people want to assume because they get to see me in maybe a five-minute match mm. that all I am is, is leg slaps or, or or whatever the case is, but that's not it at all. And, like, a perfect example is what happened with me and Ken, no ropes. That was, I mean, overall, that match had a story, had the action, had the brutality, had everything you needed in professional wrestling. Mm. And that's a better example of who I am than uh, two to five-minute match somewhere. Speaking, speaking of that match, it, it looks like the um, New York State Athletic Commission is also trying to put the kibosh on that as well. Well, I mean, I didn't see anything about ropes. <laughs> I saw tables. <laughs> they tables. I mean, we didn't use any of that stuff. So. Right. But yeah. It, 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 do you think that's gonna? Do you think it's gonna hurt the business when you see you know, when you hear that that might be you know one of the big changes in two thousand seventeen? Is it gonna hurt the business? It might hurt the New York business. It might hurt a lot of wrestlers in New York. Right. I don't know if it necessarily affects me as a wrestler because I don't. All the places that I work at either have their own license or you know are legit. I mean, I can only think of maybe one or two places that I work at that it might affect, and hopefully they can figure out a way that they can. Uh, still continue because they're the places i work and i enjoy and i like the guys that are backstage and a part of the staff so i I don't wish them to break um to end or anything but Mm. i mean it really doesn't affect me so i really don't care and for me it's it's tough to hear because like these past few years has been like the resurgence of the new york city indie wrestling scene like Mm -hmm. you saw you see a lot of promotions coming up but you also have a thing where you have the makers and the fakers. Mm-hmm. And to me, I always thought this is, you know, if I'm seeing what's going on with the with the, the New York State Athletic Commission, you're going to possibly see the weeding out of the fakers. It, it, I don't think it hurts you any because you know what you pretty much have a great relationship with a lot of promotions. Correct. Correct. All right. uh, name some of the promotions that you've worked with in, um, in New York. Wrestling, fiber wrestling. Um SWA, NYWC, I've pretty much worked for all the major um, New York companies uh, thus far. So Very accomplished. I mean, that's, like I said, you're a young man still. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of individuals who could say that they've been to, you know, at, at their stage right now. There's some guys that are still scratching and, and clawing, you know, late late 20s, early 30s, and you've already 
in it, it knock down mountains. Have you uh the work ethic? Like how do, how is it that you're able to juggle it? Do you, you you know how often do you train? How often do you work out? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, working out, um, would have to say it has to be four or five times a week. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's every 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 day kind of weight training. I partic- I mean I do weight train because it's a necessity, but it's not something I particularly enjoy. I enjoy more of the kind of grappling and and the heavy bag and more interesting ways of doing cardio and high interval and high intense um, kind of cardio. Mm. But um, you know, other than that, I mean it's it's. It's life consuming and it'd be better if I got a paycheck for it every week. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's, that's part of the struggle, right? Yeah. 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 Cause like we said before, you're not a big guy. You're a small individual, but you go in the ring and you wrestle as a big guy. Like, cause you're able to mix uh, the technical aspect. Plus I've seen you lift freaking guys at, you know, 250, 260, yeah. you yeah. know, and that shows you, know, you, you putting in the work when you, when you're, when you're going into the ring to face a guy, let's say of an EC3 kind of caliber, hell, Ken Bro is not a, li- a light guy. He's mm-hmm. not a late dude. No, he is not light. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, I've seen the work. I've seen the the stress in your face at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentally, when you break, how do you how do you break down an individual? Do you do you study their work ethic? Do you look at tapes? Do you do you? Uh, I I usually always watch matches of my opponents, no matter who they are. And basically, it doesn't matter how big they are or whatever. Everyone has the same pressure points. Mm. Uh, you know, places to attack on a person is pretty much the same for everybody. Toes, eyes, nose, ears, all places that you can't really uh, protect. Mm. So, you know, it doesn't matter if I'm facing someone like TJ Marconi, who's six foot six, or if I wrestle someone like uh, Red, who's, you know, Five six five seven, I mean every all the pressure points are the same, and a lot of my style is influenced by MMA. So yeah, I know a little bit about uh, grappling and stuff like that. So that do do have you have you ever trained with MMA or so? I've 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 done you know basic. I you know I'm not gonna go in there now and go to UFC like CM Punk and, <laughs> and you know and right I'm back, not maybe. anything like that. But I've I've dabbled, mm. and uh, and usually when I do do some grappling or whatever, most people are very impressed, and they ask whether I've had amateur wrestling background in right. high school. And I never did. Mm. I guess I just mimicked what I saw, mm. and that's why I'm able to not look like a fool. It's funny because I watched, you know, now with how the Cruiserweight Classic, we, we just saw it at, uh, this past few weeks or so and now with perkins kendrick and so you start looking at the intricacies of lighter individuals you know you, you see i see the better storytelling when it comes to like you like you say uh, getting at body parts i watch how perkins shows you how to you know pull a finger back a little bit more to induce the pain. do you see yourself like not emulating but knowing that that's that's a way to captivate I know audience because I pay attention to stuff like that. I don't know. I don't know about the you know the other you know smart marketing fans or whatever, but I love stuff like that. Do you try to convey that as well in the ring to like show like you know everybody else? Listen, I'm working the fucking knee, like guys. I'm mm-hmm. trying. Yeah, do you- yeah. I mean, 
I obviously I do that because I have to make up for the lack of size that I have or height or whatever the case is. So, right. I mean, every doesn't matter how big you are. If you pull a man's finger uh, back or try to separate a man's uh, two fingers, fingers right. it's going to hurt. Right. And um, they're going to be in pain. And I like doing this thing now lately that I don't work just one body part. I work multiple body parts. So then if I, let's say, worked your knee the whole time and I frog splash your knee, but I've also worked your neck. Mm. So once you start grabbing for your knee, then here comes a kick to the back of your neck. So I'm working two different right. angles there. So... And it does to me. That's very. I I I remember watching. You know, I'm 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 a bit. Um, I'm a tad older than you. I'm not. You know, not by much. Just uh, just a smidge. But I I remember watching. You know, classic wrestling in in the '80s where you watched. You know, the the Pipers, uh, the the Savages. That they their wrestling was like that. That it was more of a you know, working area rather than the you know the the flash and flying the spot monkeys that the wrestling fans enjoy now i'm i i enjoy seeing that is it tougher to get over with the fans that or uh when you go in there it's like i'm just gonna put this show on and that's what i'm gonna put this match on for you that's what it's gonna be no i mean i i think i have a pretty good sense of most of the time of what kind of audience i have to work with that night and i kind of dictate my pace or what i do around that um, I mean, it's very rarely that a match doesn't get over for me that, at least in some way, I do enjoy submissions. In terms mm. of that. I mean, there's always submissions in my matches and usually things that I've made up myself. Mm. So do you do, do, do you see, like, I, I mean, like you said, when, when you go into a, a crowd, be it 20 people, be it a thousand people. It, it, it do, are you able to like gauge and register early on like all right i know what what i'm going in what it's going to be like going into this match i i can i can gain a sense of what the crowd is is hot right now mm-hmm. yeah absolutely is it is it tough to go on after a big big because i know and i i know a lot of people know it's, it's probably hard to go out go behind you after a match like i know it's difficult after that match with ken bro it was like the audience was it was already drained. Even after intermission, it was just like, oh, it was already. <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you ever have you ever had to deal with a tough time doing that when somebody tore up the house right, right before you? Um, I mean, it's always going to be it's always difficult. I mean, I remember the Hit Squad face the Private Party, and that match was really enjoyed by that crowd. Yeah. And then I was in the main event that night with a fever. Uh, and a sinus infection against uh, T, uh, JT Dunn. And to me, that match was showed a, a, a version of JT Dunn that most people have not seen, where right. he used submissions and he worked body parts and yeah. things of that nature. I mean, usually he's a strike-based wrestler, but that night he had to – I've kind of put him in a corner where he had to do more stuff than just strikes because me and him are kind of um, – I mean, so in my opinion, somewhat even when it comes to strikes. Right, and and, and I've seen you. I've seen you receive as well as you give, sir. I've yeah. seen that. Speaking of JT Dunn, you guys have, like I said, we mentioned earlier, the, the just alumni that's that's wrestled at um, House of Glory. Like I said, the Perkins, the gang, uh, the Johnny Garganos. Uh, is besides yourself, is there 
individuals that has gone through the hallowed hallways of house of glory that you think are ready to go to that next level but you know, are they that like, we might see at a next cruiserweight classic um any individuals that you've wrestled against i guess for me the probably the person with the most upside would be mm-hmm. isaiah cassidy because he is so young and he's already faced his dream opponent. Right. So, um, and, you know, he can only get better from here. So, you know, I yeah. wouldn't be shocked that Isaiah becomes a huge star in five, ten years, you know. And that's something else to say, too, because you guys are you guys are churning out. Oh, well, I, I can't associate with you with them too much. But, you know, House of Gold has been churning out some talent that they people are calling to work with. Like I said, the private party with Quinn and Isaiah, yourself, the Broadways. It's, it, do you think there's anybody there who you think is on the precipice of breaking through as well? That who's who should be getting the same, you know, that those calls um, that uh, I mean. The crowd really enjoys Leroy Green, apparently. So I don't know what his wrestling ability is at this <laughs> point. I mean, I heard he won his match. Um, but, well, I mean, I really, thinking about it, people that are not necessarily getting the calls but might, um, I really can't think of anyone right now. Man, uh, Leroy Green, believe me, I was giving him shit that whole match. It's <laughs> <laughs> like to take that boy's shop and target is down the block. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I see that. With the the emergence of House of Glory, you you're you're basically, if not the, you know, one of these staples, if not the staple of where they're at, you know, from I remember, like I said, four or five years ago, I was there day one to see where it's at now. It, 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 are you recognized by other promotion as being a, an individual who's done that for the for for House of Glory? Or are you are you known as the keystone of the of the promotion? I would say some places see that. I don't know if House of Glory themselves see that. But I know some places outside House of Glory definitely see me as one of the faces of the company or one of the top tier talent there. But, you know, I don't know if House of Glory necessarily sees that or sees the work or how much work I have put into that company. So, yeah, I see. Like I said, you you were in one of the biggest angles of House of Glory history with Brian, Mr. Brian Excel himself, the boss. Yeah. Um, it looks like he might come come looking for you again. I'm. Easy to find. <laughs> Just give me the right money. <laughs> he, he, uh, we may have we may have to do it uh, in the streets, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, because I, I I don't I don't I don't think he'd be too pleased to know that you're walking around with their property. Well, I mean, I'm sure he in his past life he's he's been in very similar situations. <laughs> so I'm sure he's that. He, my friend is known as Shade. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, you get the you get the typical uh, questions from you know interviewees where or interviewers where it's uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see yourself? You know, you get those typical. Uh, what is the, not even that? What is just the goal? Even beyond wrestling, I mean, uh, I've known you. I I've, I know stories. Of, we've spoke, we've spoken before that you're a creative guy as well. Is there is there more? Just just in ring, is there more to it as well? Um, for me. The ultimate job, I guess, would be like being in wrestling as uh, not only as an in-ring performer, but also backstage stuff, whether that be helping talent or um, some sort of creative process. That would be the ultimate goal. Um, You know, I wouldn't 
the in-ring aspect is something I enjoy a lot, but the creative aspect is also something I enjoy. And may, maybe I might enjoy that a little bit more. I'm not sure. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that would be the ultimate goal, I guess. Do you got, Are you the guy that cuts promos in his bathroom mirror? Like the, 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 uh, in the shower. In the shower, you yeah, cut the promo? Not in the mirror. You take the shower head and it's just like... <laughs> yeah, kind of exactly. Promo mean jeans with me. Mean jeans with yeah. you in there. It's a, it, I hope you have a wide bathroom space because Mean Gene is a, he, he, he could take a lot of room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, but has this always been like that when you were a kid? Did you like cut promos in your room being, you know? Yes. Uh, I actually had uh, action figures and I wouldn't play with the action figures, but I would write um, storylines for all of them. So every new action figure I would buy uh, would have to get like, uh, video packages and you see uh, that's that awesome. Nature. Yeah, see a lot of you see that's why that's why I ask you because you look more of a guy who's more into the creative aspect. It's it's great to be in a ring. You hear the crowd. You know you get the feel of that. But I don't know. You seem like an individual who just like you, you, if you see two wrestlers, you can go. I can make a story out of you two guys, mm-hmm. and it goes over well. You feel good about it. Yeah. That's uh, I, I, I could, I, I feel like that when I do uh, <laughs> when I'm playing 2K17 and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I'm making a, a big story angle with uh, Godforsaken wrestler and uh, Joe Schmo from Idaho yeah. and like stuff like that. Do do you do you do do you see that element in other performers around you that they're they're that creative? Even though even the vets, have you have you who's been very creatively and in, in in tune with your with your process? I. I think the wrestler that I've seen that is the most creative, um, or maybe not necessarily the most creative, but someone that really focuses on their character would be Darius Carter, because that man believes everything he does in that ring. And everything from the facial expressions to his promo ability to what exactly the crusade for change is um just everything about him just it it screams a true performer that a lot of i do not see at all um from a lot of performers and darius carter by far is one of those guys that really focuses on his character and everything he tries to do try he tries to make sense um every every single aspect that he does it's it's really um something to admire as yeah. a professional wrestler. Yeah, he's a guy that I haven't seen live yet. I'm looking forward to seeing him. I've seen a lot of his stuff on YouTube or stuff and uh, other uh, Amazon Fire Stick. Uh, <laughs> but he's, I, I've heard that when, when you're in his presence, he's basically what my tagline is. Live, he lives the gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he turns it on right then and there and continues it. Yes. I, you know, he, he, it could, it could, it could be annoying or it could be a great yeah. thing. Exactly. I mean, he, this past weekend, he introduced himself completely in, uh, I mean, quote-unquote gimmick, even though that's really him, yeah. to Joey Styles. And you would think that maybe a lot of wrestlers might have second thoughts about doing something like that. Right. But Joey Styles enjoyed it and actually tweeted him and saying how great of a, as, of a heel he was right. uh, on Twitter. So, I mean, that's a pretty good endorsement right there. What's your thought about... Because the Darius Carter, he works with um, other promotions. He's yet to go through the hallow halls of House of Glory because there's—I I know there's some conflicting stuff there. I know, but um, 
what do you think about the 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 uh, that being said? Should there be like mm-hmm. a open door for all wrestlers to hit every promotion that there shouldn't be like a, a a rivalry? Like I remember with the territories years ago with NWA, the certain champion would be here, Ric Flair would be in Midwestern, and then he'll be in Mid South, and you know he represented there. Should there be conflict, or should there be like an open door for everybody? Um, should there be conflict between promotions? Probably, probably not. But then at the same time, there's there's positives and negatives on both sides and wrestling and human beings themselves are very uh selfish now do i wish there was a world where you know there wasn't this conflict and people can wrestle wherever they want uh absolutely but at the same time maybe it's not anything personal maybe if someone just wrestles for let's say in new york just wrestles for house of glory then People might be more in tune to, wow, I really like this wrestler, but I can't see him in, in Brooklyn next mm. week. Then I'm just going to go to House of Glory shows. Right. So in, in some sense, it makes sense business wise and other ways, maybe not so much. I mean, I don't have a, con- I don't have a problem with any promotion or promoter, anyone in New York that I know of. So. Right. Because, you know, there, there's, there's always still a, that looming aspect of somebody, Somebody wants to be the king of something. Yeah. Like as of now, you're the king of House of Glory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, you know, everybody, everybody wants to, you know, be recognized as the it in their area. And right now, House of Glory has been, for my opinion, has been that it for, for a couple of years now in, 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 um, in New York, in the New York City. Although, you know, you know, NYWC might think differently. Mm -hmm. You know, there might be other promotions who think they are, but, you know the turnout that that House of Glory has been getting, the reception that they've been getting, guys has been getting. They, they, they've been going through there like the like like up up to now the Cody Rhodes. Uh, you guys had the the Hardys who are their, their champion. It's 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 been great for the promotion, and now you're their champ. I'm not sure if you're their champ or you stole their. Champ. Uh, I mean. <laughs> I don't know. Knowing, we, I don't know how we phrase the financials this. of House of Glory, I highly, highly doubt they're going to make another championship. So as of right now, they're going to make the women's championship yeah, the their lead championship. championship. Yeah. It's gonna be, gonna Which be. I might take as well. Because, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll why not? Who knows? Who knows how that goes? So, I, I, I like I said, whenever you come through here, I am like so. I, I'm geared up. I'm marked. I, I mark out a little bit because it's it. You you. You don't usually come out like I say. You're very introverted. You know, you you're, you're more expressive in the ring. You're 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 more lively. You're more animated there. And then once you know you're out the ring and you're doing your your walk in the crowd, it's more like it's not like you don't want to be there. It just seems as though like Please you're just like a alone. regular yeah, like Please just leave, leave me alone. Me alone. <laughs> like that's why sometimes I don't even want to bother. It, it was always cool when and I try to look like a superstar around my daughter as well. When you come up to me and you shake my hand, you give me what's up, whatever. I'm like. <laughs> He comes to me. <laughs> like, no, but it, is, is it that tough really to, to like be out there and, and in the masses, 500, 600 people and, and they're all around. They all want to come to you, take pictures and stuff like that. Uh, I think celebrity is kind of like a strange uh, concept. And I am not one to really go on Twitter or Instagram, which I don't have, uh, or Facebook and like... Yeah, because I just try to tag you and I just noticed you don't have an Instagram. Kind of of tout uh, my accomplishments and how great I am and how everything in my life is so perfect, so great, and that's not me. I mean, 
um, I kind of have a friend now that says, hey, dude, you need to uh, fix your social media presence. So he's kind of helping me out with that kind of situation. But, I mean, celebrity is kind of a weird thing for me. And I kind of – I still think it's kind of weird that someone would want a picture with me or want my T-shirt or whatever the case is. But um, – you know, maybe yeah, because I don't even see you at a merch table or stuff. No, like I that. mean, I had merch, but it sold out pretty quickly. And ooh, look at you! It does, <laughs> it does take. Hey, what can I say? It does take. It does take money to make merch to yeah. begin with. So, uh, but I'm definitely looking into getting some stuff soon. So I kind of. Uh, a few people have told me uh, some of the things they would like to see. So, hey, listen, I got a, I got, I got the hookup. I got a local place that you might get some stuff for cheap. All right, I'll, you, I'll let you know after the mic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like you, you now. I was going to bring up also the social media thing because I, that's what I said earlier. I said you, you hit me up, and I'm like, wait a minute, he doesn't really do this. Like, I'm not sure. I said somebody's fucking ribbing me. I'm going to kill them. <laughs> but it, it, you, you know that that's what you know that's what sells. Yeah. Now social media is basically your average advertising and you know i've seen you float around on twitter sometimes uh facebook is a little bit more a little more active now i see you doing your your promoting other promotions and your matches as well is it really that much of a of a pain to is it painstaking task for you to deal with i mean for me yes because (laughs) i don't i really really do not enjoy doing it and you know if i ever am fortunate enough to go somewhere way more not, I shouldn't say more important. Uh, somewhere that gives me more money, then I might have someone else do it exclusively, and right. I don't have to do anything. Um, or I might just get rid of it completely. I don't know. It's just it's not an aspect of wrestling that I truly enjoy, mm. and I think it kind of takes it takes the curtain back too much. That's true. Uh, I believe and that it as kind well. of the illu- We're all wrestlers or illusionists. And it kind of takes back the illusion too much. And look, oh, here's this wrestler who's a champion in this promotion, and he's working at his job at the yogurt factory or whatever. <laughs> so, I want to see what Ken Brory really does in his oh, off time. Man. I wonder what he does. <laughs> I want to see what he does in his off time. Because after after the singles he threw out on um <laughs> at the recent show, I was like, whoops, somebody had change left over from his merch table. <laughs> so, but it, it is true. It's true what you said, because I always felt the same way, too, that I think we see a little bit too much behind the curtain when it comes to social media. Uh, I don't I, I, I miss the days where, you know, if a heel and a face you know they see each other in the street that they might you know it might go down uh, I, yeah. I don't i don't want to see you guys chummy on a plane or on a bus ride mm-hmm. like, i i i like I, I i like that mystique and i think you're right social media has done that when when which we're because we're gonna be rounding up soon because my an hour has already flown past uh when when you're when you're gearing up when you're in the back you're in the locker room you're gearing up you're putting stuff on and you see you know a guy like an eddie kingston uh you see uh, like uh, you see Brian Cage, you see EC3, you see the Hardys. Does your inner child mark out a little bit? Like, do you do you Absolutely lose it? Not. No, I don't. Care. You won't allow yourself to do it. No, nope. I mean, I've only taken one picture with one wrestler, and that was Jake the Snake Roberts. Other than that, I really haven't marked out per se to anybody. To me, it's just. I mean, when I. There was a show where Mick Foley was at, and I had some stuff to do with him, and he punched me in the head. And once he punched me in the head, I was just kind of like, oh, all right. right. Like, I thought inside of me, because I was a big uh, Mick Foley fan, 
especially Mankind from like 96 era. Um, I thought, oh, this is going to be amazing. He's one of the guys that I looked up to, and I kind of like one of my goals was to have a promo with him in the ring. But he punched me in the head and was just kind of like, oh, all right. Dream match that you that you you, you see yourself in soon. See myself in soon. Um, probably the, uh, like the obtainable match that you know that can happen soon. Obtainable match, no. Probably Marty Scroll could definitely happen soon. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else that I can think of? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Marty Scroll is definitely some someone that could definitely happen soon. I said, hey, you are. Uh, said, you, you, you come in. I, I held you came in. If you guys didn't see it on Facebook Live, the man came in, with, you know, button down shirt, tie on, very professional, uh, sporting some some new apparel that has the this big gaudy belt or <laughs> this big this just just this luggage that he came in with. And like I said, I, I'm always I'm always pleased when you come. I'm I'm pleased that that when we're able to speak because. You, like I said, I was, I, I remember from day one and what you've accomplished through the years has been just, just, just a remarkable feat. And, and I, I'm grateful for whatever time you have to give us here at TRSS. Just, you know, I know you hate the social media. Just give everybody what, where they can get you at. Man. Uh, they can get me at, at House of Gangone and then just search me on Facebook at Anthony Gangone. I have, uh, Regular Facebook, and I also have a like page that you can. Uh, Who did, you didn't do your like page? No. Somebody did like yeah. page. For you. Someone did <laughs> so my like somebody page. Did yeah. your like page. Yeah, that that's because I was I, I even saw that and I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. somebody's somebody's opening up their horizons a little bit too broad. <laughs> Instagram is coming soon. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. Come on, you gotta we'll put see. that. You gotta put that pretty mug out there for the world. Uh, well, I mean that is true. You well, gotta put it out there for we'll the world. We'll see about that. But once again, thanks again, sir, for stopping by. Thank you. Um, we might see you at House of Glory October twenty first. No, uh, no, 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 not I'm, at all. I'm telling you, you're not at see all. That. No, not not at all. No, not even not not even outside with a megaphone yelling, "Hey, Brian, do you want this back?" Uh, oh, that, that might be an idea. That'd be an idea. Uh, I probably have better stuff to do. <laughs> wash my hair or something. <laughs> you know, my my cat. Matter of fact, The Walking Dead might be you know it might be in full swing. But mm-hmm. watch that. Do you watch? Are you are you? A, a, I watch you, Walking Dead. Yeah. Are you no? But are you a big television viewer? Movie, like uh, television, maybe. Uh, I watch a lot of comedies, but um, that is like so far from the personality. Yeah, I would really. No, nah, I watch a lot of uh, comedies. Um, I do watch some drama, but I like movies a lot. I definitely like movies a lot. And that is like so far away from what I would have expected you to say. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, I'm a Three Stooges guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, I actually don't like Three Stooges. <laughs> their their comedy did not uh, <laughs> didn't go over well. Yeah, I I, 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 could, I could get I could get the feeling of that Abba as well. Costello is kind of I like Abba Costello. Yeah, it's the wordplay. You like the wordplay. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Once again, thank you for coming by again, man. You always dope. The doors are like always open for you, like whenever. And okay. it's like you like. This will be definitely going to be probably one of my highest rated shows downloaded. So, Anthony Gangone, the man who stole the House of Glory championship, and it's in the building. Stick around, guys. We're going to be closing out TRSS. This guy is amazing. Thanks again. Thank you.
Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Breaking, Breaking news. news. Now, it seems that going around social media and other news outlets such as Forbes, that TNA is no more, sort of. seems as though that what's going around in the rumor mill, which you know I hate doing here, but the rumor mill is saying, that WWE has purchased the TNA library, meaning all video archives as of this week and in the past to the past will be now owned by WWE. Looks like these things will be making their rounds on the WWE network. So you get to see some good old TNA total nonstop action on the WWE network. But seems as though Billy Corgan has found a way to Keep the promotion intact, but the promotion is bound for a reboot. TNA will be no longer the name. It looks like they'll be doing a whole switcher changer Rooney about that. I wonder what's going to happen with all the talent that's there. Looks as though that the clock is going to be on me. So I must get ready because we are about to go through Turnbuckle Tabloid, swift, quick, and easy, starting now. All right. Got some big news on there. I didn't get to give you guys a rundown on House of Glory last week. The All or Nothing was pretty decent, pretty pretty compelling for a card in which I thought was going to be a little bit lackluster. It, it actually was pretty decent on the long run. We had a fantastic finish with the man who was just on the show this week, Anthony Gangone, who was able to do a run-in and cash-in for his world championship. Excuse me. And as you see, he brought it to the show. He is now the House of Glory world champion. Other than that, they started their tag tournament. Seems as though that the Hardys believe they will be defending the championships against the winners of this tournament we have New York City Wrecking Crew who came over and destroyed the guest of the show and might be a guest again in a few weeks or so so check out a look out of that other than that there was some decent matches on the card I like Nikki Heat's work in the ring there's a lot of stuff that's going on with him be on the lookout for him and his crew they don't have a title yet but we call them Sierra Hotel India Tango shit also had a mixed uh, intergender tag match with EYFBO versus Sonya Strong and Sasha. I don't know why that guy's name is Sasha, but okay, whatever works for him. Like I said, through it all, when you guys see it on video on demand, check it out. It was pretty decent. It was fun. Had a good time. Had a hecklers. We also had some balls out moments. Video got 1,500 views. It was... um. It, was, it got testy for a moment, but man, it was that night nuts. I'm telling you, you guys should have been there. If you guys aren't getting the testicular jokes, I'm so sorry for you. All right, now going down the line, let's get Bound for Glory was up. TNA's Bound for Glory passed us this past Sunday, and I got to tell you, it was terrible. It really should. Someone should have called the cops on this ridiculousness because it was basically criminal. The only match that I was I was excited for was the uh, 
X Division match. Other than that, everything else was, was was the shit. I don't understand why they have a grand champion. They go through rounds, and each round they're telling you who's winning a round. Like they don't do that in MMA out loud. They don't tell the the fighters in the ring, "Hey, listen, uh, the guy in blue is winning. Brock is winning tonight, or uh, uh, Anderson Silva, you're winning this round." Like they don't do that. I don't know why they did it here. And of course, the lights go out. Someone forgot to pay the bill. As you, as I said earlier, TNA's on sale. And pretty much they're bought. Yikers. But other than all, how do you have your biggest event of the year? You have your heel champion win. How does that happen? What the fuck? I don't know. Bobby Lashley, EC3, Bobby Lashley wins. He goes over. It was shit. God awful. Uh, whatever. I, 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 I'm, I'm so disappointed. By the way, how did the Hall of Fame? Gil Kim is a Hall of Fame inductee. No problem. Cool. If that's what it is. But you really couldn't get anybody else in the company that you could have put in the Hall of Fame. Like, let's say a person like James Storm. You really could have put him on there. But, I mean, what do I know? I don't know shit. And uh, the Battle Royal. I thought the Battle Royal would have possibly be a moment in which they could have brought Cody Rhodes out. But they didn't. Uh, Eli Drayden wins that one. Okay. Uh, Eli Drake wins. And, ooh. Yay! Whatever. Next, coming down the line, we got Raw. Raw started off the cruiserweight match. Of course, was legit. Thought it was gonna be for the cruiserweight championship. Apparently, they had a cold feet about that. Turns out, Brian Kendrick wins by submission, but I like it anyway because it still builds up to a legitimate uh, story angle for these two. Got Rusev versus Roman Reigns. Listen, this 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 is actually working for you guys who are still giving Roman shit. I mean, cut it out. It's enough already. Plus, with the with the Rusev heat is automatic. He's probably one of the best heels in the promotion right now. Give him the credit. Give it what's due. Come on, cut the shit out. Tag team match. Tag team matches all across the board was fucking weird. The Luke Gallo, the, the Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson versus Dust uh, Gold Dust and and R Truth, Golden Truth. Are we? Ser- is this really serious here? Come on. Come on, guys. This is, these guys should have been way fucking over by now. You guys are fucking pulling on, on, on our pricks right now. Then you have Jericho versus The New Day. I, okay, fine. The promo was pretty decent. It was, it was kind of funny. I liked it. But other than that, it's like, eh, how long do we have to ride this shit out? What's the, I, think, I think you guys proved the point. New Day's over. Get the shit over. Unless you guys got more stuff that you want to put out there to sell. Unless you're waiting for Budio's Christmas cereal or some shit like that. It's it's still ugh, uh, whatever. All right, the Susan G Foundation. I thought it was a really cool thing. The Susan G Coleman thing. They're giving out uh, women's championship belts for breast cancer survivors. Really cool. You had uh, Enzo and Kaz do it. Uh, they executed uh, somewhat sloppily, but they were able to get the point across. Shout out to all all, all, all the survivors and people who are going through their. Remissions and going through their struggle. Uh, I, I hope the best for everyone to go through uh, who, who are going through it. By the way, the show was in LA. You would think that they had it at the Stable Seven. They have a big stacked lineup card. Nope, wasn't that stacked? Really wasn't. They should have had like mon- monumental matches. It had to be like big stacked up matches. But did they have it? Nope, didn't feel it. Didn't have it. Didn't have that. That sense. The only thing that they did have was the women's championship. Ah, yes, the women's championship match, which was. Excellent! 
I loved it. It was fantastic. I thought that it was well well executed. Charlotte, Sasha, you girls are amazing. I see much stuff coming on here, and I'm very grateful and glad that they're finally giving recognition where recognition is due. These are not divas anymore. These are competitive women, so make sure that you guys give them the rep that they deserve. I see a lot of stuff coming up from there. As of SmackDown, the Orton and Bray angle, delicious. Keep it going. It's fine. But please do me a favor. Finally get Bray over, goddammit. This is enough of the nonsense already. Bray is a better heel than you guys are giving him the credit for. It sucks that you guys have to go across the board with this nonsense of him being the new evil of the of the company and we're not seeing it. This spooky nonsense is ridiculous and it does nothing for it if it's not going over. Swagger versus Baron Corbin. I like it. I think it's actually a good look for both men. They could actually have themselves a nice little beef that'll set it up for some kind of mid, mid card run. Good fix. Good, good push for both men. I like the way it's turning out for them. Uh, Miz promo giving Ziggler shit telling him he is going to be out the door with the video package was excellent by the way I don't think Ziggler is going anywhere I actually believe that Ziggler will stay he is going to become the IC champ I also believe that they are lining him up to be alongside Jericho and Miz as possibly the best IC champions on the books uh the culmination of the AJ Styles Dean Ambrose and John Cena build up. Listen, okay, I get it. You want to keep all three guys on the top tier and make them seem functional, make them seem that they are going to be relevant after this angle is over. I get it, but we all know what it's boiling down to. Cena will be winning the belt one way or another. Somebody had an idea on social media that Ric Flair comes back and trolls the hell out of everybody by interfering in the match so that... John Cena does not tie his record. I find that to be hilarious and something that should be thought about. I'm also hoping that in No Mercy, the IC title is the title match that will be the main event. I'm hoping they put relevance on it. So my predictions for said matches, got Jack Swagger versus Baron Corbin. I am putting Jack Swagger over for now. No, let me retract that. They like the heat. Let it be Baron Corbin. They got uh, They have Kurt Hawkins. He's not yet scheduled to fight anybody but whoever he's fighting he will win nikki bella versus carmella carmella's going over randy orton versus bray dear god i hope bray goes over ziggler versus miz icy title versus career i am going with ziggler for the win Heath slater and rhino versus the usos please oh please usos take the belt from these two guys becky lynch versus alexa bliss i actually think this might steal the show alexa bliss have shown that she's able to hang in there with the best of the best i'm going with becky lynch and aj styles dean ambrose cena i think shenanigans will ensue and it will be aj for the win and can i get cut out here and we're done stop the clock okay and finally before we go just got to give a quick mention of Jamie Noble and Al, um, Alberto Dario were both stabbed, not at the same time. Jamie Noble was stabbed at a residence he owns, which is a trailer. He was at a trailer park. Apparently, after a show, he was coming home. Uh, he stopped in front of his his house, quote unquote. And then the individual talk uh, came out of the car. 
threatening, saying that he cut him off. It was a traffic altercation. Jamie Noble not a man to back down. Fight ensued. JB Noble was stabbed in the, I believe it was in the back and in the rib area. He sustained a collapsed lung, but he is doing better. As for Alberto Del Rio, it seemed like he was slashed and attacked in Mexico. It seemed like it was to be a quick, a, a quick recovery for him. Nothing too severe. And finally, Charlotte retires her boots. Apparently, Charlotte is retiring the first boots that she's ever used. So, yeah, in the arms of an angel, I will remember you, Charlotte Boots. All right, that wraps up Terminal Tabloid, guys. Might as well wrap up the whole show from now, right? Might as well go. All right, guys, thanks for listening to <laughs> the regular season sports, guys. Make sure you get us at TRSS Podcast. Dot com All episodes, make sure you put it on your homepage, on your phone, on your laptops, where it is that you listen to this show, and all shows on RageWorks.net. Be sure you check us all out, all our shows. Call me to when it's over with your girl's favorite artist and mine, Josie's Boy, Rules from the, uh, Views from the 536 to your RSS Overtime. That show will be coming to a close soon. Be sure you check him out as well. And all of the shows, My Take Radio, Black is the New Black, everything, everything, everything Rage Wars related. Be sure you check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter, RWJ Santi. Check us out on YouTube. Reviews for WWE 2K17 coming up soon. And be sure you check us out everywhere else. All right. Just always remember, live the gimmick, man. And also, yeah, want a big thanks to Anthony Gangon for coming in, bringing the belt, sharing his views, his ideas, and everything that is wrestling. Big shout out to him. Every time he comes on, he's a great, great guest. And man, listen, like I said, I'm the king of strong. I'm, I'm the king of, of talk style. I'm not the king of, of strong style. That's um Nakamura, but I'm the king of talk style. And man, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everybody. Squash. Regular season sportscast. Season Sports Cast.